What's up, everybody? And welcome to another edition of Pro Wrestling Rules My Life with Kevin the Kevin. And I am Kevin the Kevin. How are we doing? Uh, today's going to be fun. Yeah, today's episode is going to be a fun one. I've been looking forward to uh, doing this podcast or talking about this subject for almost a week now. Ever since I watched AEW um, Dynamite. Because I... Um, well, first of all, let me get this out of the way. First of all, let me thank everybody for listening, uh, for tuning into the podcast. Uh, more people are listening to this podcast than than I could imagine at the moment. What were we like episode episode six? This is episode six. So more people than I can ever think of is listening to this podcast, and and I like to thank everybody for their support, and uh, you know, and, and hopefully I can keep you guys entertained. But again, uh, thank you to the listeners. Uh, thank you to the subscribers. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. It's greatly appreciated. But now that I got that out of the way, like I said, uh, in the light of the uh, recent AEW Dynamite uh, episode, where I saw one of the worst promos of all time, and uh, it involved the icon Sting. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. The... Uh, the promo that he cut with Darby Allen, where Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page called out Darby Allen to challenge them to a tag team match if Darby Allen can find another partner other than Sting. And um, you guys listen to the podcast this, this uh, earlier in the week. It was just a dead, depressing, miserable, awful promo delivered by both Sting and Darby Allen, where Darby Allen wanted to uh, challenge. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky alone. And uh, I did an incredible impression of Darby Allen on the past uh, episode. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was spot on. I thought it was spot on Darby Allen. But like I said, Sting was involved and it was just awful. It was terrible. And I, and, and uh, it had me thinking, what? Like, over Sting's career, he has been part of some awful storylines. And some awful storyline booking. And, and <laughs> it's unfortunate because he had a lot of career highlights, man. But he had a lot of career debacles. And I posted on social media. And uh, I, like, I had my notes ready. Uh, what I was going to talk about today. Uh, my, my least favorite promos. Uh, the awful storylines. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to go on social media. And I'm going to see what, the, uh, what the, uh, the public thinks. So what I did was I posted, hey... What um, what were some of the worst storylines or bookings ever involving Sting? And I kind of just opened up the floodgates. And right out of the gate, somebody said a RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> that is undeniably bad. Right? What was that? What was that? What, uh, what was the pay-per-view? What was the Capital Capital Combat? Where um, the horseman was was uh, challenging Sting, and uh, I guess Sting was always getting beat up. He was always getting jumped, and uh, he needed some backup. He needed an enforcer, and what better enforcer can you get than RoboCop? <laughs> Terrible man. And there, there was a spot where I think Sting was locked in a cage. Was he locked in a cage? 
right? And the uh, and, and RoboCop coming to the rescue, just slowly taking baby steps down the aisle, right? He can hardly move. He can't move his head. He can't move his arms. He can't move his legs. So he's just walking slowly and like, you know, I feel bad for Sting, but I feel kind of even worse for Sid Vicious, who has to sell this, right? So it's like RoboCop walking down the aisle extremely slow. Sid, in the meanwhile, is just like, what are you doing, RoboCop? You better not move, RoboCop. I ain't afraid of you. You better get out of here. You don't want nothing to me. And <laughs> Sid is just yelling while RoboCop is just moving so slow. I don't know if you guys know this, but in, in the, uh, in, in, I think in the clause, RoboCop was going to show up, but he wasn't allowed to do anything or he was going to fall apart. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. It was like, it was like Iron Man 3 where Robert Downey Jr., his armor kept falling apart. Well, that's how it was. Like, all right, RoboCop is going to show up at your pay-per-view, but on one condition, you can't have him do anything. If you, if you, if this guy moves a muscle, his arm is going to fall off, <laughs> and we can't have that. That was actually in the clause, right? Uh, uh, somebody thought that the, uh, the crow, they thought that gimmick was terrible, and I kind of agree, but I, I kind of disagree, because it was a good gimmick, it was a good storyline, it was a good build, until the payoff. Payoff. But the payoff was Starcade and his match with uh, Hulk Hogan, which went awful, right? So, here is why it was a good character, because everybody was interested, right? Sting didn't say anything to anybody, Sting didn't have any friends, he was a loner, right? He had one intent, and that was to take down the NWO. NWO was wreaking havoc all over WCW, and there was only one hero, and that was Sting, and you didn't know what side he was on because he wasn't talking to anybody, right? Uh, people in WCW didn't trust him. He didn't want to be part of the NWO. He felt like a loner, so his transition into the Crow gimmick made sense, and it was interesting. It was entertaining, you know, all the way up until the Starcade finish, and I don't know what that was. What was that? Right? I remember everybody wanted to see that match. Right? That they they got like what? A ton of pay-per-view buys. And the payoff was was terrible, which is like it's classic Bischoff booking. And I don't know what happened with that. But you know, Sting finally gets a shot at Hulk Hogan at the WCW World Championship at Starcade, the biggest pay-per-view of the year for WCW. And he flat out lost. What do you do with that? Like, it, it, there was nothing controversial about it. The only controversial thing that they did is restart the match. Because I don't know why they restarted the match, right? Hogan uh, landed the lay drop, and the referee counted one, two, three. There was no speed count. Uh, no one interfered. No one got involved. Hogan's foot wasn't on the ropes. He didn't cheat. He just pinned Sting one, two, three. And that was it. It even... At 12 years old, I knew something wasn't right, right? Because I just knew Sting was going to win this title. And when the referee counted three and counted Sting shoulders to the mat, I was like, wait a minute. What? what? Did, he just, did he just flat out lose? Right? He lost. 
They lost. And then Bret Hart comes out, <laughs> stops the guy from ringing a bell, and he goes, no, 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 no. We're not going to have this here. We're not going to have this here in WCW. It already happened in WWE. You're not going to screw anybody here in WCW. What was the, the screw-up? There was no screwy finish. Hogan landed the lay drop. Covered him for the three count. That was that was that was it. You know? If anything, Hulk Hogan got screwed. Right? That was the controversial finish that the fact that they restarted the matchup after Hogan clearly, just fairly squarely, beat Sting. Classic WCW Bushkin. I don't know what I meant to say. What did I, what did I mean to say? Did I mean to say booking? I don't know. But classic WCW booking. Classic Bischoff booking, right? So, you know, I'm looking down this list and some people got, uh, some guy got the dudes with attitudes. Who was that? Was What, what was that? Uh, what was it? it was Sting, Junkyard Dog, and two other people. I, I don't know who they were. Uh, s- some other guy put AEW. <laughs> I can't say I disagree with that. I can't say I disagree with that. I mean... Everything up until this point that AEW has ever done creatively has turned to kind of crap. You know, like I've said about AEW before, I don't know what's going on there. You know? It's 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 chaotic. You know, it's a classic case of letting the inmates run the asylum as far as the EVPs are concerned. Because they're the only ones that are really getting over. And I'm not even going to say that they're getting over. I mean, I mean there really hasn't they really haven't built their brand as far as as far as who they are as wrestlers, right? So Kenny Omega still Kenny Omega. If anything, he lost fans. Young Bucks, I I think they really lost fans, you know. And uh, Cody is the greatest wrestler of all time in his mind, right? Every week Cody comes out and he has a WrestleMania size entrance every. Week he's got the pyro, he's got the fireworks, he's got he's got the strobe lights, right? He's got fire <laughs> when he comes out, and he's just coming out for an interview. Why do you have a WrestleMania sized entrance for an interview with Tony Schiavone that's going to get interrupted after about thirty seconds, right? It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, somebody's got the Black Scorpion. Uh, someone put the Shockmaster's debut. The Black Scorpion, let me tell you, let me talk about Black Scorpion for a minute. Now, rumor has it that uh, Black Scorpion was supposed to be, somebody was supposed to have came in and was going to portray the Black Scorpion, but they didn't show up. So, they went with, uh, no, 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 let, let me build, let me build, right? So, Stan's going to defend this title against the Black Scorpion in a cage, Right? We finally will get this big reveal. Like, first of all, the build-up to the uh, the Black Scorpion. Every time they need like a uh, like a like a, a scary, intimidating voice back in those days, they always use Ole Anderson. If you notice, Ole Anderson, right? <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but the Shockmaster sounds just like the Black Scorpion, right? So, the Black Scorpion not making himself seen. Uh, he's making animals disappear. He's <laughs> And he got a tiger in a cage, and uh, the black scorpion was like, "Oh, Sting! This is gonna be you, Sting! Look at what I'm gonna do to this tiger! I'm gonna make it disappear!" 
Abracadabra. <laughs> and he does the classic Ole Anderson Shockmaster Black Scorpion Lamb. Ha, 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 ha. Sting. <laughs> so, leading up to the pay-per-view, right? We're finally going to get the Black Scorpion, right? It's a, it's a mass versus title match, right? Uh, Black Scorpion, if he loses, he unmasks. If he wins, he wins the title. So, Black Scorpion comes out of the aisle, and it's clearly, he comes out, he got this, he got this Ric Flair-ass build, he got this Ric Flair-ass walk, he got that Ric Flair-ass chin, and it's clearly Ric Flair! And he gets in the ring, he wrestles just like Ric Flair. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about Ric Flair, you're a wrestling fan, you know about this, but with Ric Flair, when he does a move, he does this thing where he rearranges his arm, like he twists it. Like the like the Winter Soldier in Captain America, right? Remember when uh when when uh when when uh Winter Soldier had like a dead arm and Captain America and Winter Soldier after Black Widow threw like a piece of thing at his arm went dead, and then when he ripped it off he kind of did this arm swing. Well, that's what Ric Flair does. He does that after like every move after like a hip toss or a body slam. He does this arm thing, and I noticed that like, who are you fooling? This is Flair. <laughs> so. Sting wins, and, uh, and he's unmasked, and for some reason, Ric Flair's busted open. He's wearing a mask, but he's bleeding after they took the mask off. Which, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, Sting has been a part of just some horrendous, horrendous storylines, man. Another guy put, you know, how has no one mentioned the Joker BS from TNA? That was pretty terrible. I mean, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. And here, uh, someone has uh, RoboCop and the Shockmaster. Uh, spin the wheel, make the deal. Uh, his entire WWE run was was just a complete bust, which didn't make any sense. Like he had two matches, lost them both. First of all, he should not have lost at WrestleMania, right? How do you not promise him a win? You've been trying to sign Sting to WWE for about fifteen years, and you finally get him, and you don't put him over at WrestleMania. How do you pitch that? But, you know, he lost. <laughs> he lost the Triple H. And uh, his second match, Seth Rollins breaks his neck. I don't know. I don't know. And that was pretty terrible, man. So, you know. I don't know. Yeah, so his entire WWE run was like, was like a, was, was a bus. Uh also, somebody put the Bash at the Beach mini movies with the David Boy Smith and uh, and uh, Sid Vicious and Vader. They were pretty terrible. Sid Vicious and Vader tried to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to kill David Boy Smith and the Stinger. But what else can you say about that? You know. Vader, Vader and Sid Vicious coming out on the beach wearing sandals. <laughs> What's that got his, he got his wrestling gear on. He's got knee pads and drawers and sandals. Like, Sid, what are you doing? What are you doing? Vader's about to surf with his goofy mask on. Like, what? come on, man. What are y'all doing? Y'all came, y'all came out here to blow up a boat? Y'all gonna kill Sting and uh, David Boy Smith? <laughs> And they blew the boat up. They blew the boat up. Vader, Vader, Sid, Colonel Parker, Harley Race, they were all laughing because they thought 
that uh, British Bulldog and Snake was dead. So they were celebrating Snake, Snake and Bulldog being dead. But somebody was like, no, look. And and, and, and Snake and, and Bulldog come out of the water raising their hands like they just won a match. Like, yo, really? They just trying to kill y'all. I mean, look, look if, if, if somebody tries to kill y'all, there's no, there's no more wrestling. You need, you need to you need to bring these guys up on charges, right? You need to file some charges against these guys. They tried to kill you on the beach, wearing wearing sandals and rusting trunks. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know, but uh, I have a few of my uh, personal uh, favorite uh, storyline botches from Sting, and uh, I'm I'm not sure uh, whether or not you guys know about these. But these are some of my favorites. Uh, the Halloween Havoc when when uh, Sting turned on, uh, well, where Flair turned on Sting to become the Reform the Horseman in 1995. And I say this is one of them because, like, what Sting got to be, k one of the dumbest people on the planet. Like, how many times are you going to continue to trust? There's one rule. If you're Sting, there's one rule you should have. Do not trust Ric Flair because I guarantee he will turn on you. And he turned on him every time. But this one is my favorite because it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Arn Anderson was, uh, he was teasing putting the full horseman back together. But up and around his time, Arn Anderson and Flair was at each other's throats. And uh, Arn Anderson had to line himself with uh, Brian Pillman. And they were talking about reforming the horsemen. And uh, Ric Flair was, you know, he was in it by himself. And he went to Sting. And he was like, Sting, I need you to help me. All right? You and I both, we don't like Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. So I think you should be my partner. <laughs> you should be my partner. So we should take out Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson. What do you say? And Sting's like, ah, oh, man, you know what? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You and I got a pass, man. I like. They're, they're, you, I have a history of not trusting you, Flair. Every time I trust you, you backstab me. And Flair was like, "Look, I'm serious this time. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you can trust me. You can trust me." And Sting was like, "You know what? All right. Let me tell you something. If you turn on me, if you turn on me, you better not turn on me." And Flair was like, "I'm not gonna turn on you. Don't worry about it." So, the Halloween having pay per view happens. And Ric Flair gets his ass whipped, and he's like beaten up and bleeding in the back, and has to go to the hospital. And Sting has to challenge Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson by himself. So Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman are beating the crap out of Sting. Sting gets his ass whipped. He has no partner. And next thing you know, Flair comes down. He got a bandage on his head. He's busted open, but he's walking down the aisle, and he rips off his shirt. He gets on the side of the ring. He starts cheering the crowd on, bringing Sting up, and he's like, "Come on, Sting!" Tag me in, Sting! Come on! And he's like getting the crowd into it. Just cheer for Sting! Let's cheer for Sting to get him in his corner so he can tag me so I can beat up on Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. Come on, Sting! Tag me, Sting! Tag me, Sting! Tag me! And at the last minute, Sting finally makes the tag. The crowd goes wild. Ric Flair comes in. He does his strut. He jumps off the rope and he hauls off and he blasts Sting right in the face. <laughs> He punched Sting right in the face, dropped him, and they all beat up on Sting. And Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman win, and the horsemen are back together. Like, Sting, how did you not see that coming? 
Jay-Z, and he really didn't. K-Save, he really didn't. Because when he made the tag, he was just sitting up in the corner. He was out of breath. He was hurt. He was relieved. And all of a sudden, this right hand just came out of nowhere. Pow! Right in the face. Dropped him. <laughs> and the way Flair did it was great. Flair hopped in the ring. He hopped off the ropes. He did his big Flair strut. The crowd was going crazy. And he just straight blasting right in the face. Like, come on, man. Stay. You got you to know better than that. You got to know better than that, man. You know? And, um... Another one people aren't bringing up is uh, Bound for Glory 2007. It's uh, it's another case of Sting getting blasted in the head again. <laughs> so he's challenging Kurt Angle for the uh, for the TNA World Championship. And uh, what I noticed about this is that Kevin Nash gets involved in storylines that he should have no part in, right? Like I have no reason why Kevin Nash was there. He was, he, he's just there. No one does more uh, more ridiculous, nonsensical things in storylines like uh, Kevin Nash, right? But he was involved. But anyway, it was the main event for the TNA World Championship. Kurt Angle and Sting. It was a great match. It was a great match until it went south. And it didn't start going south until Kurt Angle... Thought he would try a 450 splash on Sting. And Sting, being a trooper, he just laid there. He laid there for a move I've never seen Kurt Angle do. I've never seen him perform, perform a 450 splash. So, already I'm like, wow, this isn't a good idea. Right? So, Kurt Angle got Sting down. Sting just waiting for this 450 splash. First of all, Kurt Angle gets up on the top ropes, loses his balance, Right? So he's like, he's shaking on the top ropes. He's got the squiggly legs. And he still tries the 450 splash and puts, he plants both of his knees in Sting's chest. I'm like, oh my gosh. And Sting just took it. Sting just took it. Right? But Sting got up. He was all right. I'm sure he wasn't. Probably broke some ribs. But uh, Kevin Nash got involved. Sting blasted Kevin Nash in the face, knocked him down. And Kurt Angle grabbed his back. Now the spot was supposed to be He's supposed to try to hit Sting in the head with the bat, and Sting is supposed to catch it. But uh, Kurt Angle kind of sandbagged Sting. He didn't. He didn't pull. He didn't pull back. Right? I mean, you're supposed to swing, you know, to give the illusion that you're trying to hit somebody in the head, but you you, you don't you don't go full force, right? He took a he took a straight up swing at, at Sting's head. And Sting tried to catch it, but it went through his hands and blasted Sting right in his nose. It was ugly. And you, you heard it too. It was like, pink, right in his head. Right in his head. And then, and then he started wrestling um, Kevin Nash. He turned around. He's a bloody mess, right? He drops Kurt Angle with the Scorpion Death Drop. What did I say? Did I say Kurt Angle? Yeah, he dropped Kurt Angle with the Scorpion Death Drop, wins a TNA title. But that, that was, a, that was a, a pretty... Uh, graphic spot to watch, man. To see to see Kurt Angle mistakenly smash Sting in the face with a bat, and Sting just ate it. He just ate it. He act like he did not just get hit in the face with a bat. And I don't know what type, what type of material that was, but it was hard enough to bust his face open because he looked bad. He looked bad. But um, and uh, another spot is uh, this is my all-time favorite uh, Sting moment. And I'm, I'm sure not many people know about this, but if you do, uh, you know, you just do. <laughs> There's a contract signing 
uh, between William Regal and Sting. First of all, there's, uh, I don't know why there's a contract signing. And uh, Sting's like, I don't even know, why, 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 why are we here for his contract signing? This is ridiculous. And William Regal's like, you, what I want to do is, I'm going to prove to the people that I could beat you, that I am a better wrestler than you are, Sting. And when you sign this contract, you're going to step in the ring with me, and I'm going to teach you a couple of wrestling lessons. And Sting's like, this is freaking ridiculous. Like, why am I signing a contract? This is a meaningless storyline. I have no reason. Like, why am I wrestling this guy? Why? Why are we here for a contract signing? There's no title on the line. There's no grudge match. There's no rivalry. We're just here. Why are we here? Right? And then uh, Regal signs the contract. Sting signs the contract. And Regal goes, yeah, you just you just signed away. You just made the biggest mistake of your life. I'm going to show you that I'm the best wrestler here in WCW. And I'm going to show you that you've never been in the ring with anybody like me, Sunshine. And Sting's like, first of all, don't call me Sunshine. And Regal tries to walk away. Sting grabs Regal's arm. He said, don't you walk away from me. And who you calling Sunshine? He went and grabbed Regal's arm. And Regal hauled off and just backslapped the life out of Sting. It was so loud. It knocked Sting back in the chair. <laughs> You want to talk about a pimp slap? That was a pimp slap. I've never, like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a real life back slap. But when you see that in movies, you know, you just see somebody get back slapped and they follow through with that. But no, 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 no. I have never seen a back slap like this before in my life. This was loud. It was embarrassing. Sting was just sitting up in his chair like, oh, no, you didn't just slap me in my face. <laughs> you don't grab another man's suit. You don't do that. You don't grab William Regal's suit. The guy's an aristocrat. All right? Sharply dressed. You're out here with your goofy beach blonde hair and your, and your, and your makeup just not looking professional. And you're going to grab Regal by the arm? No. No. You take a back slap for your troubles. <laughs> you got to see it. You got to see it. If anybody who's listening to this, uh, look up Sting and William Regal's contract signing and you'll see the greatest... Backslap of all time. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Uh, it was unexpected. Like you can, if you even if you show it in slow motion, you can see Sting face jiggle. <laughs> and he was so, even if it was storyline, he was so embarrassed. Like you don't, you don't get you, like you get backslap and you do nothing about it. You do nothing about it. Sting just sat there like I can't believe. I think I'm bleeding. I think I'm bleeding, Gene. <laughs> I think I'm bleeding, BG. Give me some tissue. I think you're bleeding. So, those are my three personal favorites, man. But, uh, yeah, this is a, wow, time really flew by. This is a, uh, I really enjoyed this episode. But, uh, anyways, you know, uh, I have a social media account. I have a Facebook. If you guys can think of any other horrendous storylines or horrendous booking that involves Sting, uh, you can comment below, you know, and uh, maybe I'll do a part two because there's a ton. There's a ton of storylines that Sting was in that I just I really wish he wasn't because either it was embarrassing, it was a laughing stock, it was shameful. That backslap was really shameful and embarrassing. So, anyways, uh, that's gonna do it for uh, this week's episode of uh, Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. I am Kevin the Kevin. You guys enjoy your weekend. Take it easy.